Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Episode 420, ladies and gentlemen, features former WCW star Ice Train, a good buddy of mine, and former Super Bowl champion of the Dallas Cowboys, Eric Williams. As always, we're going to have a fun show tonight. Let's go. You know what time it is. 
PNP Nation, are you ready? Rich Mob, are you ready? Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going live. We're going to have some fun. Let's go! Episode 300, 420. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> it's 420 episodes, y'all. It's eight years and, a, uh, and two weeks. Eight years and two weeks of the Pancakes of Power Slam show. We are live and living color, getting funky like a monkey if you will, baby. So, like, listen, we're going to have some fun tonight. We got two big, big names. We got, we got two big meat hook wild boars coming on the uh, show tonight. Uh, we got a, we got uh, a, a good buddy of mine, uh, Ice Train Harold Hogue, and uh, man, you know what? I can't stand the Cowboys, but this person, regardless, is a legend in the sport of the National Football League. Without further ado, Eric Williams, Harold Ice Train, how's it going, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? What's up, E? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, man. Good, man. Still, How y'all feeling tonight? I'm still laughing on your five years. You, you ain't leaving the house. <laughs> man, right. it's just a, it's, it's a good evening and a tough time, you know, in this country. It's, it's really off the chain. This is, un, this is unprecedented time. That's all I can say. Really this is, is different. Man. It really is. It's, it's, it's yeah. different. It's, unprecedented is definitely the word. I actually wrote an article today and used that same word, unprecedented, because it's very true. Absolutely. How you doing, Eric? Oh, I can't complain. I can't complain, you know. I just awesome. like just like Harold said, if I can piggyback off of what he just said, you know, it's, it's an unprecedented time for everybody. It's a trying time for everybody. Yep. You know, and, uh, you know, first of all, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for allowing me to be on this interview. Come on, but man. I wanted to just, you know, thank all the first responders and all the people yes. that are on the front line. 
uh, in the hospitals, you know, all those people that you really take for granted until, it, you know, we really take things for granted like this until, until we have a time like this of desperate need. That's right. And I just want to thank those people for their service at this time. Absolutely, man. Amen. Couldn't better. Couldn't have said any better myself. Absolutely, man. So let's jump right into it, man. Let's jump right into it. Eric, uh, it's been, uh, what, almost 20 years since you've been away from the uh, National Football League, man. How's it been over the past couple of decades? Uh, you know what? It seems like, um, you know, it, it, it seems like I'm still dreaming. You wow. Know? Amen. Um, it, it, uh, you know, I was blessed to do something that uh, I've all that I wanted to do as a kid, but I, I never knew that it would go uh, be 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 the magnitude, or, or you know, be the magnitude that it that it uh, that it that it has been. Yeah. So I'm just thankful to God, and you know, um, you know, just I'm just I'm just continuing to move on with my life. Awesome, awesome. Train, how you feeling over there, man? Big, big swing. No, 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 man. Just, you know what? This is, um, you know, looking at Eric and to know his journey, to be a part of when he walked on those hollow grounds in Wilberforce, Ohio. Yeah, Central State. I'm that's in Ohio. Right. And I, we, 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 we was still here. That's right. We awesome. was some. We was some good marauders. You know, we. Yeah. And I remember Eric pulled in there about six, seven. Man, he had a beautiful Jerry curl. That thing was gorgeous. He had, long, he had, long, he had the curl going, but was so humble. And he, Eric started off as a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And um, and Eric was just born to play football, man. We had a lot of good guys. Mark Mabry, Victor Simmons, Art Hunter, Vince Buck, Mosley. We had some Pope. We had some outstanding football players, but we had a better leader in the man. Um, my coach, Billy Joe, mm-hmm. Eric, me and Eric's coach, Billy Joe, we had a great president named Art Thomas, man. And, and our football program might have been small, but we lacked nothing. You agree nice. with that, Eric? Yeah, I have to agree with you. It was, man, it was a brotherhood, yeah. you know, and – you know, I got to share something with Eric maybe about a month ago, um, going into the Hall of Fame, and I just told him, I said, God, you you did that Hall of Fame, and now you're going to do the NFL Hall of Fame nice. because it's well-deserved, and, um, well-deserved, and he has put the work in, and he just uh, he's an awesome guy and just yeah. is humble and as cool as he was when he hit that yard. That's it. <laughs> Nice, nice. But thanks, buddy. I, I received that. I yeah, received man. Amen. That's awesome stuff, man. Yeah, I, you know, when I was digging, I was like, wait a minute, Ohio. I am a diehard Ohio man. I've uh, been here all my life, and uh, and yeah, I'm still here. So uh, that that really uh, sparked sparked my interest, man. When uh when when I saw Central State on there, so uh, that's that's good stuff. What's uh what led you over to Central State? Me or Harold? Both. Okay. You can go first, Harold. Well, I'll go. Um, you go first. Okay. You go first. Um, you know what? C- Central State University was a godsend for me. Um, 
a friend of mine by the name of Darren Ox Harris, and, and, and Harold knows him well. My defensive end brother, yeah, God rest yeah. his soul, from Philly. Yes. That was my man, number 99. Nice. Number 90. Yes. It was 90 or 99, but Darren can come off that end, though. He'd give you three, four sacks <laughs> in the game. <laughs> yeah, he, he indoctrinated me to offensive tackle. But uh, he, um, he um, you know, I, because of my grades, I, I didn't get any. Well, actually, I had a few scholarships off offers, but because of my grades and SAT scores, uh, you know, schools turned their backs on me. So, uh, Ox, uh, he said that he, the year he, had, I think he had went to Central State. He, 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 he was a sophomore, mm -hmm. um, and he introduced the coach to me, and he told me Coach Comages gave me a call, and he said, Eric, we got a partial scholarship for you. Are you? Would you would you be interested in coming to Central State? He said we don't have a visit for you, but we do have a partial scholarship because at the time they could give partial scholarships at our Division Two NCAA. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I was it was a godsend for me. I said yes, I, I, I want to come. I want to attend the university and uh, get a chance to uh, get a uh, get a edu quality education. And um, you know, that's what happened. That's how I got there at Central State. Nice, nice. Train, where you at, man? How'd Let me see. There? How did I get there? I went to Michigan coming out of high school. Sorry about that. I went to Michigan coming out of high school. <laughs> I heard you. Sorry about and, that. And um, <laughs> so this like, uh, I don't know. It was, you know, it was like, man, I just, I I was a three-time three time state champion in high mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. And my a coach called me. I had three friends named Ralph Bland, Keith Harris. They needed to get in school. And the guy I am, I was like, hey, I told my dad, I said, look, man, Ralph is good. Keith is good. And Coach Williams was his name. Mm -hmm. He was at Kentucky State University. He said, I said, could you get my three buddies, my two buddies in school? He said, yeah. You go. I said, I, said, I, I could play football anywhere. That's how I tell my sons. So I went to Kentucky State. And everybody in Michigan was like, what in the world is he doing? <laughs> Lee, you, you don't want to go to Michigan. I said, no, I'm going to go to Kentucky State. Because, you know, black college football was was really, really big back then. You know, I got I got christening. My, I had never lost a game. And we lost to Mississippi Valley State 88-0. I had no idea wow. what had happened. Jerry Rice was catching touchdowns and Willie Totten everywhere. Mm. And but I had made my freshman year like honorable mention Kodak All American, which mm -hmm. was what it's called back then as a freshman. Mm -hmm. And the coach named Coach Lemon was saying, "Hey man, you need to get out of here. Um, why don't you go to Central State?" I said, "No, I'm gonna go to Michigan State." Um, coach Pearl is like me up there, so I went. I went to three schools in 30 days. Wow! I was at Michigan State, Eastern Michigan. And I was like, oh, you know what, Dad? I really ain't feeling the practice. And I, I never could practice and not play. So mm -hmm. I was like, man, I, I was like, I've never not played in the game. So I was like, let me go see what Coach Lemon talked about at um, Central State. So I met Coach Joe. And um, he said, do you want to practice? I said, no, just give me the keys to the weight room. That was my exact <laughs> conversation. I said, You're still you probably saying that. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, that's what hey, Billy is for and it was so funny. I said, now, my mom and daddy ain't got no money now. He said, we ain't going to worry about that. You just go to class and you get me them good grades and be ready to go. 
mm-hmm. in a um, spring ball. And they used to tease me up there because they felt we had a lot of muscle-bound guys. And I remember Joe Rock, Marlon Jones, like, the muscles don't play football. I said, baby, you ain't got to worry about these. <laughs> and uh, my dad came up to Central State and said, I think you should have stayed in Michigan. I said, what? He said, boy, there's some thoroughbred. I had my roommate, Kevin Pettis and Shelby. I had some good offensive linemen, Brian Hurt. I said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Eugene Cobb. Mm-hmm. And there was some great offensive linemen. Spraying, that spraying ball, I think I started off on 14. I was on 14 for one play. I promise you. Coach Joe blew that whistle and asked Coach Fisher, what is Hogue doing down here? <laughs> and uh, But Fisher didn't recruit me. Common Jeeps was like, come on up here. I was on 14 for one play. That was it. And that's how I got to Central State, man. I, I earned my way there. I was a three-time All-American. I earned my way there. I love it. It's I love that maroon and gold. And it's mm-hmm. it was Eric wasn't it just it was man, it was oh, some gosh. studs up on that campus, man. It really was. It nice. was it, it was burns. it was a different time and it was fun. And I'll tell you why I was so fired up, Chris. On I remember Eric. I'm gonna jump off subject and I'll let y'all take over. I remember Eric when um I was wrestling, and I think we was at um Monday night nitro, and me and Norton had just finished battling the Steiners. Mm-hmm. And I would go watch that TV. We'll be in the cat, the show will be over. Get back to the hotel room, check that Monday night football game out, and I got to watch him against Reggie White. It was like, it was like, man, you you be like. It was like watching your own brother, your own. It was man. It was like I would leave Nitro. Like man, you. I said I don't like the Cowboys. I like seventy nine. That's who I like right there. <laughs> right. I said man, that that is my man right there. And I would yeah. just love to watch him play that aggressive style football. Yeah. And um and I loved it, man. It was it was those years with him with the Cowboys, even the Ravens. But those years with the Cowboys, man, I used to just buckle down because I had new Reggie. Reggie White had came into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, you ain't got no sack on number 79. He'd be like, oh, you got to stop that today. <laughs> and um, and I would really tease Reggie uh, when he would come in about playing against Eric. Nice, nice. All right, I got a question for both of y'all, and then uh, there's a bunch of questions uh, that I'm going to pose from the from the chat. So my question to both of you, we'll start with Eric. Eric, what was your best year, according to you, what was your best and your favorite year of football? And Train, which, what was your best favorite year of wrestling? We'll start with uh, Eric. Um, for me, in college or the pros? Pro. The pros. Um, I probably have to say that 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 first year starting, okay, second year in the NFL, uh, that 1992 team that we mm-hmm. had, mm-hmm. that was probably my best. Uh, that was my best. I thought that was my best year because. You know, I, I, the year before I was coming from Central State University, mm-hmm. and then, you know, that that next year, all of a sudden, there's a spotlight on me, and I'm playing against the best players in the world. Yeah, and uh, you know, I would have to say that was pretty enlightening for me. That was, you know, that I've, I've had a lot of good years and a lot of good memories, but the first one is probably the best. The first year nice. I started. Yeah. Nice. 
Trey, what's your what's your favorite year as a pro wrestler? Nineteen ninety five. Um, I was the first African American to win the Bremen Cup. The people who won the Bremen Cup was Scott Hall, Vader, um, Papa Sh um, Scott Hall, Vader, um, JBL had won it. And the next year, it was me and JBL in the Cup final. And all the Vance in Germany, it was different because it was no a lot of politics. You went out there, you dealt with men like Finley every night, Steve Regal, David Taylor, and um and I, I won that cup and I and I think I beat the hell out of JBL that night. Excuse my language. Hell's not a bad word, but I mean it was stiff. It was it was we were throwing some haymaker clothesline. It was it's a bad place though. Uh, yeah. And and um and he took a and JBL in the fifth round took a clean pin, then didn't whine about it, did did it one, two, three. And um I think if I was back in WCW, I was still Eric Bischoff was still I was getting checks everywhere back in ninety-five. So ninety-five would be my <laughs> best year in wrestling. That was that was my funnest year. Nice. Um that was ninety-five. Ninety-five was my funnest year in pro wrestling. Nice. That's awesome. All right, let's get into these questions. Uh, Y'all got time for some uh, some Q and A from the from the chat? Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Corey's asking for train. How did you get the name Ice Train? Dusty Rose, my man, the American dream. If you will, if you will, <laughs> that that is one of the coolest dudes. Most he was a very honest guy. He was like, and and Dusty. Um, was was just a great guy. He put me with Teddy Long, and Dusty was a good man, man. I mean, you, I mean, just brother. He had Dusty was what I call universal, where he had no race. He wasn't black. He wasn't white. He was just a good man, and that's why I like the American Dream. Nice. Always like him. Nice. God bless him. You can tell. Uh, you can tell that by Dusty with his soulful uh, promos he would have. Yeah, my hand to your hand. Yes. That's it, baby. <laughs> Dusty, man. Dusty was good. <laughs> um, let's see. Shane, what teammate of his could have been a wrestler? Eric. Teammate of mine that could have been a wrestler, I have to say Charles Haley. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's a good I thought you would say Larry Allen. See? Yeah. Uh yeah, Larry too, but Charles, he had the he had the, the the character to go with it, you know. Larry's mm, kind of okay. like a quiet guy, right? You know, right. Larry's a quiet assassin. Larry could he could wrestle too. Mm -hmm. Don't let me shortchange him. But Charles, as far as the overall character and his demeanor, I believe that he could have been a pro wrestler. Nice, nice, awesome. Elvis, uh, Eric, what do you think about the Raiders and how was it playing against them? The Raiders. Uh. So up and coming organization, you know they they got a new stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, I think with a couple of new draft picks, they'll they'll do well. But yeah. uh, it was it was great playing against the Raiders, especially when they had Howie Long. I played against Howie Long, so that was fun. Yeah, they got Mariota now. So uh, former former Titan. I'm I'm a Titans guy. So uh, okay, he, he moved on over there, and we've got we've got Tannehill. So. Um, we'll see how that works out. This guy, Elvis, he's a, he's a big fan of the show. 
And uh, he's like, uh, are you going to be a Raiders fan now since uh, Mario is over there? I'm like, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm, definitely, I'm definitely not because I'm a Titans fan, for one, and I'm an Ohio State fan. Uh, well, I'm a Ohio State fan, bigger Ohio State fan than I'm a Titans fan. I love Ohio State, huge Ohio State fan. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, he played in Oregon in college. So, you know, I don't have any type of uh, – I don't have any type of tie to Marcus Mariota since he's not with my team anymore. So. Uh, Corey's asking, uh, how do I go about getting your guys' autograph? I remember sitting in my wheelchair watching, watching you guys on TV. Man, um, just tell him to reach out to you, Chris, and I'll get his information. I'll send him one, and that's it. I'll get it to you. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter, Eric Williams Foundation, and Facebook and Instagram. Cool. Uh, plug that real quick, uh, Eric, uh, about the Eric Williams Foundation. Yeah, the uh, Eric Williams Foundation is a foundation that gives uh, full and partial scholarships to at-risk youth in the areas of faith, education, athletics, and job training. And um, also, Eric Williams Foundation is also sponsoring the World Champion Football League, which is a football league from age, little league football from ages 8 to 15 will be starting in 2021. You can find all that information on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Eric Williams Foundation. There you go. Eric Williams Foundation. <clears throat> There's a, a site. So uh, go check it out. EricWilliamsFoundation.org. And um, good stuff here. Uh, be, go, be sure to go here and, and support my man, Eric Williams. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's see. We got... Um, here we go. Kyle's asking the hardest team and hardest city to play against. The hardest team to play against. Mm, wow. Um, probably the hardest team to play against for me <laughs> was the Arizona Cardinals when they were the Phoenix Cardinals. Okay. It was just wow, something that's about surprising. Yes, yeah, that's surprising, isn't it, Harold? Yeah, it is great teams that were tough, but just something about playing those Arizona Cardinals at their place was tough. And when they came to Texas Stadium, when they were tough as well, I'd have to say the toughest, the hardest city to play against or play in is Philadelphia. Ah, mm. I'm from Philadelphia, and you know, me going to the Cowboys, it didn't get any better for me. You know? <laughs> that's that's up, like pro wrestling a, too. Philly, Philly rough and wrestling too. Oh my goodness, it is. Philly. You gotta yeah. love Philly though. Philly <laughs> yes. rough though. <laughs> Man, Philly. Yeah. All right, a few more. Brian's asking, uh, what teammate did you not get along with, Eric? You know what? I didn't have a problem with anybody. You know, and if, if I did have a problem with anybody, we would talk it out like men. You know what I'm saying? But I, I really didn't, I can honestly say I didn't have a, a lot of problems with guys. You know, I, I let my playing do the, I was kind of like, a, I, I was a guy that led by example because I wasn't, I wasn't a vocal guy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and my play, I think guys respected me because of the way I played the game. And nice. I never, I never really had a problem with any guys. Nice. All right. Brian's asking, train, give us a backstage story. <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty. <laughs> Man, as DDP calls it, my buddy Diamond Dallas Page. Man, hey, I'm going to tell y'all when them blood resistant bands come out, got to order your set. Man, you crank them things up on your arms. 
man, they make you so strong. It, it is it is the hardest workout that I ever done. But anyway, it was me and DDP. They had I had just got in from Germany, so basically, I'm on a high right now. I mean, I'm like, I'm not coming. Dallas, who are you? You know, basically, you get the push right now. I get in from Germany. Teddy Long say, hey, we're going with DDP. All right, so what's the deal tonight? So Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, going to the ring. They hit me with the title belts. I stand right back up. Stevie Ray said, boy, you're going to have heat. If I had heat, I didn't know. But um, I was on my way back to Germany the next day. Um <laughs> So I was on my, I think I had, I was in America for about three more days and then, then I was gone. And um, Dallas put it on his Instagram talking about no sale. But when I walked in that locker room, I was like, hey, we good? And nobody said nothing. So we was good. And we went our way. But it was, it was, but apparently I had a lot of heat, but I really didn't, I didn't even know. I yeah. was on my way back to Germany because I really loved it over there because, man, it was like Otto Vance was like, now we ain't doing that right there. So Otto was good, but that was the most heat. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, DDP. I think Dallas had to hit me with the diamond cutter. So you couldn't lay down to take the diamond cutter. So I stood up. I ain't sell it. So that was it. It was a rough night. Oh, that's hilarious, man. All right, a couple more questions. Uh, Eric, what do you think about Brady leaving the Pats? Well, all I can say is it's uh, history. You know, it's a it's a part of history that the Pats can never get back. You know, and I wish he would have stayed with the Patriots and finished out his career because he has he has so much history with the Patriots. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's like a piece that they can never get back. He's the goat. He's the greatest of all time. Uh, he's a guy that uh, he worked hard to get where he was. I mean, he didn't. You know, he was drafted. I think what the fourth or fifth round or something like that. And he, you know, he worked hard and he was an overachiever. He was. He was. I got to give it to him, man, because uh, Michigan's my f- least favorite um, uh, college <sighs> football team. And the Patriots is my least favorite NFL team. So I'm a Titans guy. But uh, I got to give it to him, man. He he is the he's the greatest. Uh, my, my, I would say, you know, I'm a Steve McNair guy. You know, I'm a uh, Alcorn State boy. Yes, yeah, that's right. Alcorn State. <laughs> Uh, McNair, I'm a uh, Joe Montana guy, Steve Young. Uh, but you know, Brady, man, you know, he, he put his time in and he's he's just just racked up championships. I agree, I think he should have stayed uh with the Patriots when they were talking about he was leaving. Tennessee was kind of rumored into that mix as far as. Him going, so you, got, you got a little excited when you I did, I did, man. I got a little <laughs> excited when they were talking about Tennessee. I'm like, oh man, I was like, Tannehill, I, I love you, man. I loved how you rocked it out last year, the second half. But just take a back seat, we'll, we'll develop, we'll build our franchise around you. But let Brady come in for one year, give us a ring because I'm tired of, I, I'm tired of the only time that I can have from you know, as a Titans fan was. Kevin Dyson being one yard short in 1999 against, <laughs> against the Rams. So. Man, that was tough. That was, that was, that was a, he needed to do about two more squats. Right? <laughs> he would have scored that touchdown. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, uh, I think that's it for y'all uh, for the questions. Uh, okay. Okay. Here's one more. 
uh, being a, a Shane, being a lifelong Cowboy fan of Axe Eric, if Jimmy Johnson would have stayed the coach, how many more Super Bowls could they have won? Good question. Um, honestly, I'd have to say I'd have to say we would have won five Super Bowls. Nice. I would have to that's say good, but, that's but, nice. But you know, it's it's with the way that we practiced. You know. It might have been five. Because mm-hmm. I know one thing. At the end of my second Super Bowl, I was so tired. I was tired. Wow. You know, because we practiced like we it was a game every Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Then we mm-hmm. had to go play on Sunday, you know, and we didn't we we couldn't recuperate until that next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, so that's the through the course of the NFL season. That's how it goes. You know, and we practice hard. So I you know what? We we could have legitimately the way we practice, I'd say probably four four or five. Four or five. Yeah. Wow, that's now there's sweet. been a there's been a long-standing rumor that uh <clears throat> Jim Johnson Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones didn't get along toward the end. Did you experience any of that just as far as the locker room and the relationship between them two? Well, I'd have to say I experienced it just like you guys through the media. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard that uh they were at dinner one night and um, some words were exchanged. And, uh, you know, the next thing I know, you know, Jimmy's having, Jimmy and Jerry having a press conference. Yep. And uh, Jimmy, you know, said he was leaving. And that was a shock to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after, after, I didn't find out that until after uh, Coach Johnson left. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Well, uh, plug your uh, plug your social media one more time, Eric, and your foundation and your website, man. Great to have you on the show tonight. It's been sure. Good. I appreciate. It. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me, big fella. <laughs> hey, hey, man. You know, this is a beautiful thing. So, Ohio man on the show with some Marauder love on the show, man. Yeah. Hey, it don't get any better than that, baby. It don't get better. You got some Ohio, got some Marauder love on here. I love hey, it. Man. God and, know um, Coach doing. Bobby, That's you right. better get that program up and running. So we letting you know. Yes. Coach, what's Coach Bobby? Let's get it running up Absolutely. in there. But man, Chris, it's good to see you like always. You too. And um, E, we got that, we got we got some stuff coming up, man, and we got some work to do. That's right. Okay. That's right. So we got some good. work to do, man. This is this is great, man, to see. Two Marauders on the show. That's that's a beautiful thing, Chris. Yes. We appreciate you. Ohio yeah. strong, man. Ohio strong on this show. <laughs> absolutely. That's it, man. Ohio. Yeah, absolutely. Go plug uh, plug your uh, your your Twitter, uh, Eric, and your and your foundation one more time before we uh, head out, man. Sure, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, and Twitter for the Eric Williams Foundation. Awesome. And um, the website is ericwilliamsfoundation.org. So all of that stuff is linked in together. Perfect. Just type up Eric Williams Foundation. It comes up everything. Nice. Train, you got anything to plug, man? Man, you know, I'm just laid back, man. I, <laughs> you know, my Instagram, I think my Instagram is either Harold Hoga Ice Train, man. I do a couple <laughs> workouts on there, and that'd be it. Nice. You know, I don't, I don't get into, man. I'm just laid back. Yeah. You, you know, but I am, am going to plug. Changed. Some, haven't changed a bit. Just laid back. <laughs> hey, I am going to plug. Hey, man, I heard you got DDP coming on the show. I mean, he yep. got some good stuff, man. As far as fitness, that DDP yoga is hard, but the new bands he got coming out, man, is awesome. DDP and, um, Jack, yeah, DDP Jack, man. It's like Eric. It's like taking a band and lifting about five hundred pounds. It's, it's it's awesome. 
Yeah. I mean, all you do is tighten them up, man. And um, I'm looking man, for God, man. Hey, man, that's gonna be good, man. You get and tell them to send you some of them DDP Jack bands. I'll send them a picture of my tricep. So I need some. <laughs> what, what, put, put, put that up there again. What is that? <laughs> look, look at you. Look, you messing up on the video. <laughs> hey, hey, put put that put that arm up there again. What, you see that again? God bless. That's beautiful thing, man. Ain't hey, hey, mad at you. You looking good, Chris. Hey, you making a lot of games. I've been watching you on Facebook. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, you've been in the gym, y'all. I hope y'all been keeping. Hey, man. Just God bless our country right now. And um, man, it's gonna it's gonna be a long road back, you know. But um, man, we take it one day at a time. We can be back because a lot of people out here hurting. It really is. Yeah, man, it really is. And um, Eric, my Marauder brother, my brother, you know we chop it up, Chris. Man, I'm excited. <coughs> I'm working on that that other Chris, and we're gonna get that joke on there. And man, we're gonna we're gonna put it through, brother. Sir, absolutely. All right, man. man. I will talk to you soon, Train. Yes. Eric, it's been a pleasure, man. I have a See, both I told you the Cowboys wasn't that bad, man. I told you. <laughs> you know, Eric, you know. Eric, like you said, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I'm a 79 fan. So man, that's it right there, baby. That is it, man. <laughs> that's that's my man right there. <laughs> All right, y'all be blessed, man. Have a good you night. Okay, God bless. Good night. You. God bless. You. Bye -bye. Take it easy. Man, that was a pleasure to have them on the show uh tonight, man. That was really cool. To have both of them on the show. Awesome, 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 guys. That was a lot, a lot of fun. I uh, really appreciate it. I hope you guys appreciate it as well. All right, we got some Ask Chris questions coming up. Oh, no pleasure, Shane. No pleasure. That was uh, lots of fun. Lots and lots of fun. Um, well, I think a Raw last night. Um, Marissa. Um... I didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, Rollins has been terrible, man. It's been terrible. It's last week was probably one of the worst Raws I ever saw in my entire life. And I've been watching Raw since 1993, since the very beginning. And this that last week was one of the worst Raws I've ever seen in my life. This week was terrible as well. I enjoyed Drew and Andrade because the, the story was Drew losing to Andrade and NXT makes made sense. But they really, because they had such a deficit, they built their entire Raw around this Zelina Vega stable that just seems thrown together. Austin Theory is just too, too, uh, too green. I mean, he's just too green. Putting him up on the main roster is such a terrible idea. And I mean, I like Austin Theory. I followed him in Evolve, and I think. NXT would have been a really good spot for him. Uh, I just think that it's a terrible, terrible idea to just have him um, come up that early, and it's just a it's just a bad call, man. It really is it's a bad call. So I, I I'm not a fan of it, I'm not a fan at all. And uh, what they've been doing with Raw, it really seems like they're trying their best to fit in three hours with their conditions. And it feels forced. That's the problem. That's the problem with the three-hour raw. SmackDown actually wasn't that bad. It was. It's still not the same, you know. With people, not, with people not there, and we'll talk about you know WWE and essential business and stuff like that. We'll talk about that. But it just doesn't feel the same without people there, and it's just. Uh, 
it's just a weird thing. For the week this week, we're going to talk about since uh, my man Ice Train was on the show, uh, one of my favorite guests to have on the show, man, one of the most motivating people uh, uh, that that just period, man, just period. And love having him on the show and uh, just just continue to be blessed and encouraged by him. And um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to have uh, him back on the show. Yes, you heard it correctly next week. I, we will have DDP on the show first time in uh, uh, since 2015. So five years later, man, I'm looking forward to having DDP. What a huge uh, guest DDP on the show next week. We got some huge names coming up to Pike. So be sure to stay tuned. Once again, DDP, we're going to have him on the show next week. Um DDP and I have been texting back and forth. He's uh, he's not a night owl anymore, so it will be a recorded video. But uh, at the same time, we are going to have a lot of fun regardless. Uh, and be sure to uh, tweet at Chris Prolific with your DDP uh, at Chris Prolific with your DDP uh, questions or go to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. I'll go ahead and put uh, a video up there or the wrestling rumors Facebook page or um, slam buzz. So go up there and um, submit your questions to DDP uh, for DDP. I will be interviewing him uh, this, uh, this coming weekend. So uh, to be aired on Tuesday evening, uh, ask Chris, tell us if your training regimen is better at home recently or better in bigger facilities before the craziness man I, I i miss the gym i do i miss the gym i like i'm still i'm st- i mean i got weights uh, i still uh, i got a little mini gym in my home i'm still still making it making it happen but uh at the same time man it's uh i miss the gym i, I miss uh doing 95 pound um curls and uh just lifting you know uh lift bench pressing a bunch man and i just i just miss those weights i mean yeah i do resistance training now um i'm doing a lot more crunches now um i did squats last week i just randomly bust out 60 squats a few days back and that was a terrible idea because it jacked up my back my back was screaming at me for like three days after I did that. Um, but yeah, I've been, been busting out the squats more still doing, um, uh, <clears throat> still doing incline bench presses with my free weights at home. Um, doing a little bit of jump rope, uh, but the, but the resistance is, uh, not a big fan of my back. Um, still doing, uh, still doing curls, uh, still doing tricep extensions with my free weights. Uh, so I'm still doing things at home, but I just miss that gym feel. I just miss the clanging and banging. I'm mean, I just like like the rock would say. I miss that. I miss that feel, man. I do. I was just thinking about that. Um recently I think about it a lot, actually. Um I was asked what is one of the first thing places I would go when the restrictions are released. And my answer was the gym, because I I, I miss the gym, definitely for sure. Um, all right, what other extras questions we have before we jump into the headlines? 
Um, <clears throat> man, I'm totally digging the queen pushing the NXT women's division. What's your thoughts? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, I think I honestly, I don't think that Charlotte Flair is going is the answer to boost up NX, uh, NXT ratings. I, I don't think, I don't think she's the answer. Um, Finn Balor would have helped, but they're moving Finn Balor over to UK uh, feuding with Imperium. He's got a match against Fabian Ochner and, you know, Walter, you know, he, that that's his big feud going on now. And for some reason, they they're deciding to do more of a babyface tweeners style Balor, which I think is a bad call, man. Just having having him as a heel was a good move. Um, turning him was it was a good it was a good move. I think because he started to get cheered, you know, uh, still especially during his feud with Gargano. Gargano was uh, mostly getting booed, which was weird. Um, but it's funny because people weren't so much into Balor when he was a baby face and people saying he was so stale in the main roster and stuff like that. But as soon as he turns heel, now people are cheering him. It's just a weird conundrum when it comes to fandom and pro wrestling. Like I've said before, I, I, I think it's terrible uh, because you have to allow the characters be let, let the characters be characters. If, if, if you were told to be a heel, you're trying to get heat. You actually do the, Russell a disservice when you cheer him if he's a heel or she's a heel. So I think with uh with with Flair, um I think taking her to NXT would help. I don't think it was necessary to put the belt on her. If you want to if you want to put her to NXT, that's fine. She could have done the screwy finish, she could have just like start beating up Rhea Ripley or something like that. I think Rhea Ripley should have won. Uh, I think I think what what they should have done, they should have protected Rhea Ripley. What they should have done was they should have had Rhea Ripley beat Charlotte Flair and have Charlotte just beat the brakes off of Rhea Ripley. And then they do that. They have Rhea Ripley go off. If it is the visa issues as far as why she can't come back for now, Rhea Ripley should have beaten Charlotte Flair at Mania. That would have gave her the rub because she needs to be protected. She's one of the hottest talents in WWE right now. Give her the rub, have her beat Charlotte. Charlotte beat her senseless, and then that writes her off. That forces them to uh, to um, relinquish Rhea's championship because you could have stretched this thing out. It should have been stressed out. What you could have done is uh, forfeit the championship, forced to forfeit the championship because she is beat up. She can't uh, continue within the 30-day window, whatever you want to say. That causes uh, a four-way or whatever, uh, a tournament build up to the, uh, like you could have done four qualifying matches and that late leads up to a four-way. And again, you're stretching this out. So this could be week after week. So you're leading all, all that tournament, that number one contenders tournament. And so the number one contender, uh, EO Shirai. And so basically it could have been EO versus Charlotte for the vacant championship. 
and then Charlotte beats EO. Charlotte's the winner. Charlotte can feud against EO, you know, for a month or two or whatever. And then Charlotte wins the feud against EO, wins that takeover. And at the end of takeover, you could even do a main event if you want to, uh, make it a main event. At the end of takeover, Rhea comes back. Uh, and then this that leads to uh, takeover for Boston. Or you could have had um, uh, Rhea come back at takeover Boston, at the end of takeover Boston, uh, and lead into um, uh, Survivor Series time, which is three months. So you could have really stretched this thing out for until the end of the year. You really could have. I think putting the belt on Charlotte, Kind of nullifies um, the desire. I mean, the, the the need to stretch stuff out now, especially with what's going on. I think putting it on Charlotte just right off the top and having Rhea lose at, uh, at WrestleMania it kills her momentum, and it, it it was a bad call because they could have really stretched it out. All right, what else? Uh, what else we got? Uh, <laughs> I agree, Chris, and in the words of Diva uh, Delhi, oh, my brother, testify. Uh, yeah, did I like WrestleMania? Um, night one, yes, night two, not so much, other than Drew winning. Um, last week, um, I talked about that a bit. Marissa agrees. Not a fan of Charlotte being NXT champion. Yeah, me either. Um, let's see. Uh, who else we got? Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano. I saw bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen the NXT's episode yet. I've been just super busy. Oh, my gosh. Just super, super busy. <laughs> I see uh, I'm a mental health specialist and a life coach and a journalist and a PhD student and a podcaster. Yeah, so I do a lot. So um, I will be catching up on NXT most likely tomorrow and watching tomorrow's episode two, uh, most likely tonight. I'll be up late because I'll probably watch Dark Side uh, a little bit of it or most of it and then watch the rest of it tomorrow because uh, I'm really looking forward to I think this week is Snooker, so I'm looking forward to the Snooker one. So I'll be watching Dark Side for that. Uh, what else we got? Um, okay. Yes. Sounds good, Corey. Um or you can actually just DM me, uh, send it via Twitter at Chris Prolific. Um, send it to me there. Uh, Shane, do I see the rev- revival going to AE Dub? I do, of course. So basically, they um, revival's released for those who don't know. Uh, so they did uh, trademark a few things. Uh, looks like their name's going to be Top Guys. And they did change their names too, and they changed their Twitter handles and all that good stuff. So it looks like Top Guys is going to be their name. Um, I think it was a good call to 
be released uh, for them. Uh, if they, you know, if wrestling's their thing, if they want to do wrestling. But I said this before, and I still stand by it. it. It doesn't make any sense to me at all why you're getting paid three quarters of a million dollars a year, and um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if that's your value right now. And that's and that's a grimy Vince thing, because they have jobbed their way into oblivion, and their market value right now to me is definitely not, not definitely not seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, three quarters of a million dollars. No, definitely definitely not the case. So it's funny how Vince works, man. It's funny because. At the end of the day, you know, kind of I get the last laugh type of thing, and it's it, and it's really really interesting how that how that works, man. Uh, because I it it would surprise me so much if AEW is going to just shell out three quarters of a million dollars for the revival. It, it's it will surprise me. It would definitely surprise me. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, for the for AEW to shell out that much money for the revival, and we'll see, we'll see. But I don't. Again, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Brian's asking who's going to take the belt from Charlotte. Uh, I think she'll hold it until Rhea comes back. Um, that was praying for you, man. Praying for you. Um, I'll say a prayer for you and your family for the, for the, for the loss. Um, sorry about your loss, man. Very, very tough. And, uh, praying for peace and blessings to you and your family in this very tough time, man. All right. Any ask Chris questions? You don't have Twitter, Corey. Okay. Send it to me on Crave Wrestling Facebook page. All right, so go to uh, the Crave Wrestling. Go to Facebook and type in Crave Wrestling Facebook. Just uh, search Crave Wrestling. All right, go there and uh, go ahead and uh, send the Crave Wrestling Facebook page a message. All right, Mike Ryan, what's up, man? Great to have you on with us, of course. Cole, what's next for Cena? Do they finally turn him heel or do I lose hope over that? They're not going to turn him heel. Uh, I don't see Cena coming back. Uh, I see two reasons why Cena may come back. Um, to get a fat Saudi check, but he's been rejecting going to Saudi, so that, that most likely won't happen. And then the option, two would be for next year's Mania in some capacity, probably to probably to put somebody over. So uh, that's not going to happen. Um, let's see what we got. Um, spell my name wrong. Is the NWA going strong again? Uh, no, man. They took a they took a hiatus uh, because of uh, they can't you know they can't tape. They couldn't tape in Atlanta. Um, so yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Power because of that man has really been losing its steam. Um, 
But the thing is, they 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 did uh, you know they did say like a season finale, um, uh, so they haven't. Uh, so that was a good way for them to kind of say, well, we're taking a break anyways. So they are into seasons. Um, so yeah, they haven't been they haven't been up and running for the last uh, about six weeks. So all right. Uh, no, I've not looked at Cena's Instagram. I can right now, actually. Um, John Cena. John Cena Instagram. Let me go to John Cena's IG to see what you are trying to say to me. Uh, Optimus Prime. Um, Everything thing is probably going to be okay okay that is that wolverine um uh seen as uh why it's pig okay that's that it looks like so um okay well yeah, so that I'm looking as I'm seeing a bunch of pictures. Am I am I looking? Am I looking for something? Um, one third of the day, so you still get four fifty each, and be able to work Japan and select Indies. Um, well, that's the thing, though, Mike. Um, okay, so if you get, so if you get, uh. Four fifty each, a third of the dates, but they're going to want more because that's a three hundred thousand dollar cut. So they're going to be working more dates in Japan and Indies. So they're still going to be grinding it out to try to get back to that seven fifty. So, and plus they have to market themselves. That's the thing about working in WWE. WWE markets your stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the. One of the uh, benefits of working for the machine, you know, so to speak, that you don't have to worry about plugging yourself so much, which makes sense for them to um, trademark the names and stuff like that and give people names because essentially, you know, Vince McMahon's your promoter. You know, the WWE's your promoter. They're giving you a big fat check to, uh, you know, to forward their brand as they promote your brand. Uh, so it's it's a win-win. It's kind of like a win-win for both ends, especially if you're super over. So it's it's a really interesting thing. Uh, Braun to be champ until Reigns come back. I can see Braun staying champ until uh, SummerSlam. Elvis, uh, Arthur Cortez. Okay. Um, the family of Ar- Uncle Cortez. All right. Uh, favorite meal of the past week. Um, my wife, uh, slammed, uh, she, she did it. She did her thing. She fixed some, uh, barbecue chicken and some greens and, uh, deviled eggs. So, um, I, I, I am like still super duper eating clean. So my portion size 
is very uh is 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 a lot small smaller than it used to be um so i just get one chicken breast and um a serving of greens uh which doesn't have any calories in it at all actually and then uh deviled eggs um which um is a good source of protein so yeah it's a power packed protein meal with some good uh, green in there as well. So it's good. But I love salad. I eat salad almost daily. Um, some good salad. And um, big fan of yogurt. Big fan of yogurt, fruit in it. Um, and granola. Fruit in granola. Um, so, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, eating clean is uh, what has kept me um sane over this uh this being away from the gym so um eating clean has definitely uh kept my motivation for sure all right i watched bte you know what i don't watch any bte at all i mean i've wa- i watched a couple of bte's um, during the Flip Gordon and PCO stuff, um, I watched a couple BTEs around the uh, launching of uh, AEW. Uh, around the um, the kind of um pep rally time i watched some around there but i just really uh, sporadically i'll watch a, a couple uh around certain seasons but definitely not a a weekly weekly viewer uh <laughs> yes yes Shane, i did i did see president trump uh put Vince McMahon, a group that helped start the country get moving again the great vince mcmahon is what he called him actually in the press conference the great Vince McMahon, WWE with the great Vince McMahon. Um, AW roster starting to get too big for the moment of TV time I have. I agree with that, Brian. I do. I definitely do agree with that. I think, um, again, it's one of those things you're starting to get back into the ex-WWE feel, you know? Um, they're definitely more popular than TNA is, but at the same time, it's like, Ooh, you know, the, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you, when you do stuff, when you, when you just bring in a bunch of ex WWE guys and expect them to, and the ex WWE guys are expecting to actually get over, but they're not, it's kind of a lateral move. Sean Spears, for instance, Sean Spears, you know, he was Ty Dillinger. He felt like he was underused. And essentially, it, I mean, it's its a lateral move in, in, in a sense. I mean, yeah, you got Tully. You got a legend in your corner. But he is not pushed. You know, he's not one of those people who's who's got, getting a push now. So you know, Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears. There's not much of a difference in his care in his in his progression as a star. It's it's not. He's still a mid Carter. So 
Yeah, I mean, there's not really, I mean, uh, swagger, you know, with the inner circle. Eh, okay, you know, I think that's a good spot for him. But I don't see a main, he's not a main eventer per se. Um, I like that he's a heavy, you know, that's a pretty good spot for him. But he didn't come in, you know, he's not a star. Uh, you know, the stars are who? Moxley. You know, that was it was good for him, but he's he was already world champion WWE. Um, who else is up there? Uh, Jericho, of course. Uh, Cody, you know, it's his company, you know, him and the, the elite. Um, you know, the cons are basically giving him money to, to, to run his own company with the elite. Kenny Omega was a star in Japan. He's and he's not really on the main event level, anyways. He's uh with with Paige. And uh I mean, who else is really up there as far as a main eventer is concerned? You know what I mean? So I I, I love the fact I think I think the best thing about w, uh, AEW right now is how they're treating my uh, good buddy Lance Archer, him and Jake. I think that is fantastic what they're doing there with Archer and Jake. I think I was very skeptical when he when Jake came out and, and cut the promo to Cody Caesar. You know when he cut the promo to Caesar, and when he definitely when he when he did that, I was like, oh man. I'm not, I mean, he, Jake is one of the best promo guys ever. I mean, that's, that's no question, but at the same time, yeah, you know, it's, I wasn't, I was very skeptical, but when that was leading up to Archer coming in and the very fact, again, I've said this before, I think AEW's done a better job capitalizing on the empty arenas than WWE has. Dude, they actually went to they have vignettes of Archer beating up people in some backwoods ring. That absolutely genius. And that made Lance Archer look like an absolute monster, a murder hawk monster, is what he calls himself. And I think that they have done a really, really good job building up Archer. I think personally. I think that Archer, they've they've done such a good job with Archer that they that that he's right now to me he's a main event star. He's a main event hands down. Like if he won the world title next week, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I wouldn't think it was odd. Now Brody Lee, I don't think they've done a a, a really good job with him. I called that. I thought that he would be the, you know, the exalted one, but I mean, the way that they brought him in was a bit weird. The promo was, you know, it was just too much. I think they should have had more mystery with the exalted one instead of just having a promo, you know, and, and him coming and wrestling just normal matches. So I think that was odd. I don't think that they, capitalize on that but with archer i think they did a fantastic job uh did not know about mjf uh having the coronavirus um i do know of some people uh who has it but um wrestlers um that 
a lot of people don't know about. Um, but yeah, I didn't. So it's not on. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any news about it. So has there been any reports about MJF having COVID-19? So not quite sure. Next breakout star for WWE, they can they can currently they can currently they can be currently on NXT. Okay. Um Bianca Belair. Um, as far as NXT is concerned, probably Killer Cross. Looks like they're pushing uh Loomis now. Um he's you know, I saw him in some he's been in NXT for a while. Um and um you know he has he has the same type of gimmick that he did uh when he was in TNA and it works for him he fits that pretty well um but yeah probably killer cross um as far as breakout star i'm not too big on killer cross but he has the look for sure and i think that you know triple h is pretty high on him so i think that he'll probably he'll probably uh be a star there uh Kyle, do you think uh who do you think should go to NXT for main roster? I think Samoa Joe Caesar and Nakamura. Uh Apollo Cruz. I'm gonna keep saying that. Apollo Cruz. Uh I think um if I had to choose one more person to go to NXT from the main roster, it would be uh Yeah, I think Nakamura is definitely a good call. I think you know, I think him going would benefit much better than be a, a, a lackey of Sami Zayn. And yeah, just he's in a terrible spot right now. A terrible, terrible spot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Exalted one uh, gimmick will only last about six months. Write that down. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that being the case. For sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Let's jump right into it. Headlines. Here we go. All right, so WWE considered an essential business. How about this, man? Uh, I've been really following the trail of craziness that's been going on uh, as far as the WWE being considered an essential business now. So uh, the governor of Orange, uh, governor of Florida, uh, DeSant- DeSantis, I believe his name is. Uh, <laughs> so there's. I've been following the. Um, Investigative journalists uh, report on it, and the uh, the journalists from the Spectrum Sports or whatever uh, they've been really on it, uh, pretty pretty tough. And um, so basically, yeah, Ron DeSantis. So the order was until the ninth. There's you know county orders that doesn't consider WWE essential business. So. Uh, DeSantis overrode that, and they're still getting uh, 
like reports from the sheriff's office that the, they're falling out of compliance. They're, you know, people are saying that uh, they shouldn't be taped. I mean, they, they should cease operations as far as taping because they're falling out of compliance. Uh, so there were county uh, orders. Uh, there was reports that people, you know, the county didn't consider WWE an essential business. Orange County, they didn't consider WWE an essential business. They weren't going to uh, have it. They weren't going to have any type of WWE programming. And then DeSantis comes along and says, oh, oh, contraire, mon frere. WWE is indeed an essential business. And yeah, it's 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 super crazy. Actually, I'm going to bring up the letter. Um, that's... Um, let's see... letter that uh, was sent yeah spectrum spectrum news 13 um break up the letter real quick i want to read the letter so <laughs> this is funny governor's addendum came the same day that linda mcmahon the wife of uh, Vets announced that a pro-Trump super PAC was spending $18.5 million on uh, Tampa and Orlando markets. Um, so let me bring that up. Um, so I know there is... He said... I know he, he was receiving some information on he was giving them information about that it, there was a lot of tweets about that as far as his press conference is concerned um okay here it is here it is here all right so here is the order um yep all right, so the Division of Emergency Management, the memorandum, enlarge this. Um, trying to enlarge it, at least. Uh, let me just... Uh, I'll bring it up here in a bit. All right, so I'm about to bring this up because I didn't know what to enlarge it on 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 the Twitter machine. The Twitter machine is Bubba Ray would say. Okay, here it is. All right, let me enlarge this joint. Here we go. All right, here you go. Here's the the uh, memorandum. Um, All right, so here it is from Jared Moskowitz, um, coordinating officer. 
All right. So additions of essential services to the list under EO 20-91. All right. So this is since the governor, Jared Moskowitz, the director. All right. So here is the actual K Dot. What's up, man? Good to have you on the show. Good to get for you to join us, man. Um, all right. So as director of the division of mercy, mercy management designed the state coordinating officer per executive order, blah, blah, accordance to executive order. All right. So I approve the following as additions to the list of essential services for the purposes of that executive order. All right. One employees at services and programs uh addressed addressing mental health substance abuse domestic violence and other urgent counseling to the extent those services may be offered within social distancing guidelines okay that's pretty normal uh i'm an essential business because i'm a mental health specialist so uh i still have to work from my office uh but everything is uh telephone so um so that's that's pretty that's pretty normal across the board Employees at theme park and entertainment complexes, zoological uh, parks and facilities, and aquarium facilities, all of which are closed to the general public, who are necessary for ensuring the health, safety, and security of persons, animals, and property, maintain the value of inventory, preserving plants, uh, property equipment condition, maintaining regulatory compliance, processing payroll, um, processing payroll, uh, and employee benefits, facilitating the availability of employees working remotely in other uh, activities otherwise necessary to preserve and maintain the facilities. Okay, I can understand that too. Makes sense. Um, to to you know take care to maintain the upkeep of uh, zoo the zoo and aquarium still not open to the public, but you maintain the upkeep of livestock. Makes sense. Um, makes sense to me. As to you know when they do resume, you know everything's good to go. Makes sense. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Employees at a professional sports and media production with a national audience, including any athletes, entertainers, production team, executive team, media team, and any others necessary to facilitate, including services supporting such production, only if the location is closed to the general public. This right here fits perfectly with the performance center. <laughs> it fits perfectly for the performance center. I'm going to crop this part just so you could just get a, uh, a <laughs> just so you can get a grip of what, how important this is here. Uh, that is, that is that, that is that. Booyah. <laughs> Employees at a professional sports and media production with national audience. 
including the athletes, entertainers, production team, executive team, media team, and others necessary to facilitate, including services supporting such production only if the location is closed to the general public. So that fits right in with double double E. Um, and here's a statement that was sent uh, to the news from um, from WWE. We believe it is now more than uh, it is now more important than ever to provide people with a diversion from these hard times. We are producing content on a closed set with only essential personnel and attendance following appropriate guidelines. We're taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff is a brand that has been woven into the fabric of society. WWE and its superstars bring families together and deliver a sense of hope, determination, and perseverance. Oh, <laughs> uh, I heard people think that Vice paid them off. I think you mean Vince, and you keep spelling my name wrong. C H R I S. Uh, I heard people think that Vince, I think you meant, paid them off to still be open. Uh, well, that's uh, that goes into our next uh, uh, port uh, part that I want to highlight. So here's another tweet of the timeline. So. April 1st, Governor DeSantis issues an executive order for essential services after speaking with the president. April 9th, Governor amended the order to include professional sports and media production, including entertainers with the national audience. And then on the 9th, Linda McMahon announces her Super PAC will spend $18.5 million in Tampa and Orlando markets. And then one day later, the reports come out that Vincent Kennedy McMahon has decided to resume live in Orlando. So I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but that timeline is a little bitty. Uh, it, it's it's a little uh, it's a little. Fishy, if you will, yeah. It's a little fishy, if you will, yeah. All right, my last part on this is uh, old Trumpster. I'm about to play this of how my great, the great Vince McMahon, and how important it is to uh, for um, things to reopen. All right. And and here's the thing. This by no means am I am I bashing Trump or you know telling you what side I lean on. I just think this is funny. I just think this is funny. Um, <laughs> I think this is funny. So I'm about to play this here. As soon as it comes up. All right. Here we go. Balls. Some will be together by the way lists and some will be separate. But we have to get our sports back. I'm tired of watching baseball games that are 14 years old. But I haven't actually had too much time to watch. I would say maybe I watch one batter and then I get back to work. 
the NBA, Adam Silver. Uh, so I think that's pretty funny because essentially what he said is, okay, let me watch one better. Let me watch one better and get back to work. So I'm going to watch one better. Okay. There's a swing. Boom. Okay. I'm going back to work. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't have much time to watch. I just watch one better and go back to work. The Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. We miss our baseball. This is baseball season right here. Baseball season. Rob Manford, thank you very much. NFL, Roger Goodell. Thank you, Roger. UFC, Dana White. Great Dana White. PGA, Jay Moynihan. LPGA, Michael Wan. USTA, Patrick Galbraith. Major League Soccer, Don Garber. WWE. The great Vince McMahon. WWE, the great Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, Lisa Kennedy. Thank you, Lisa. In sports, we so want to get our go. sports back. So important. There you go. We want our sports back, according to President Trump. So that is it. That is all, y'all. That, that is the that is the latest news of WWE being considered. And essential business. Um, so there you go. All right. Brian, since we're not there, technically not open to the public. They're using their own building to record employees wrestle. There's less than 10 people in one arena. Well, Brian, I think that's a good point. But the only thing is that they've been get receiving calls uh, on the county of not being in compliance. So if they're not in compliance, that means that there's more than 10 people in the arena. So uh, I know that they're making extra precautions of having like each segment um, when they were doing tapes, when they were taping, they were having each segment being taped. But uh, you're not having 10 people. I mean, like on Raw, you had you had um, the enhancement talents. You had Zelina Vega, the announcers, and um, Vega's click clan. And Drew was there. And uh, I think what else? Did, what else? Who else did I have? Uh, Nia Jax, Kari Sane. Okay, let me count the people they had there. Actually, Drew McIntyre. Um, one Andrade Vega Theory Garza five Oscar Ruby Riot seven Alistair Black Oni Lorkin nine Becky Lynch ten Logan and Baszler twelve um so Akira Tozawa. 13, uh, Tahuti Miles, 14, <laughs> Nia Jax, 15, Carrie Sane, 16, Charlotte Flair, 17, lastly in uh, Noe Jose, 18, Rollins, 19, Cedric Alexander, 20, Ricochet, 21, Viking Raiders, 23. So that's wrestlers alone. That's not including uh, – camera cameraman and the announcers so you had about 
close to 30 people there in uh in the building so uh and the performance center is a big room with typically with three rings and you have some office space uh and then you have like the workout facility like basically the the uh last man standing match between edge and orton really <laughs> and the johnny gorgano and they they've stretched the building out and edge and randy orton stretched the building out as far as um the facility so uh but only six in the ring area at once uh yeah but at the same time i mean you again it's it's one of those things that you have 30 almost 30 people in the building so even if even if you think about it um the backstage area is still a part of that the big three ring performance center um so it is a it is a sizable building sure but at the same time you have 30 people uh in that building and it's not an essential business that's the problem so now if you had 30 people inside a mental health facility or a hospital or something like that that would be a different thing but you have 30 people within one building and they all coming back and forth from backstage and, and you're not an essential business so yeah that's uh that would be interesting whether if other guys refuse to work no, no, not employees, subcontractors. Uh, what if other guys refuse to work? This could get messy. Yeah, it could get messy. And I think, and I think the people, uh, I think it's, um, I think it's fair to say that people should have the right to work if they want to or not. Um, I think, I think other people should make the decision that Roman Reigns did, honestly. Uh, and I think that's, uh, nobody, if you, if you don't want to work, I think you should not get pinged for it whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, you can work the cameras from the truck remotely only need one camera inside. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's more. And there's a, there's a gang of cameramen that's there, uh, inside, uh, in the, throughout the ring. Um, each week, you know, since, since the taping. So it hasn't been just one cameraman. So, yep. So that is, uh, interesting stuff. I think that's, uh, and that's, and, 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 and again, it goes back to the fact that they kept getting called. They kept getting called like sheriff, the sheriff's office, the orange County sheriff's office was coming to the performance center, telling them that have, they have been, reported for not being in compliance so i mean that's and it happened in march and april so uh obviously they weren't in compliance if people were calling and saying you're out of compliance and the sheriff's office the deputies were going at the inside the performance center and saying you need to shut down tapings because you're not in compliance now they're in compliance because they're in central business very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. Uh, what else we got? Um, next, uh, next headline. Um, 
Uh, let's talk about AEW. Double or nothing relocated. Will not be in Vegas. A location to be determined. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I agree, uh, Brian. There's technicalities on both sides of the argument, but at the same time, listen, if you're in, you're in compliance or you're not. I mean, you, you again, if you're not an essential business, you got to respect the orders. You have to respect if you're if you are essential, go for it. But if you're not, you got to respect what is being told. I mean, simple as that. Now, I'm not a you know, you know, I, I got flack from a lot of people, including my lovely wife, that I was I was one of those people that uh, if media was allowed to go to WrestleMania, I was like, I'll go. You know, what I mean, <laughs> like, uh, but. Uh, but I do agree. I do understand, you know, that uh, people want to have precautions. I think the fact that uh, that we are flattening the curve. Uh, I'm in Ohio, as uh, as you know, as many many uh, people know. Um, I am in Ohio, and we have been doing a fantastic job with DeWine flattening the curve. There's been uh, this weekend showed a steady decline in uh, in cases. Um, that's great. Uh, there was a, a dispatch article that I read that um, we're reaching our peak and, and, and we've plateaued, uh, which uh, signs are pointing that we plateaued here in Ohio. So that's fantastic. That's great news. So there's this week has been a really positive um, trend of uh, where we're heading as far as um, the, the hashtag return to normalcy. Uh, so I, it's, you know, say getting, getting from a, from a national standpoint, um, declining numbers, uh, and then, uh, from a local standpoint, uh, from a statewide standpoint, uh, saying that signs are pointing that we're plateaued. So that's, that's fantastic, uh, news. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's some positive, there's some, some really good positivity that is coming from this for sure. Um, and that's fantastic. So double or nothing, no longer in Vegas. Uh, the, the, the location is to be determined. Um, so yeah, we shall see. We shall see where that goes. So, um, they don't have an announcement, but it's not going to be in Vegas. So Mike, double or nothing, uh, from two locations, split the roster for safety, Jacksonville, Hardy compound. I like that. I like that idea. Uh, first of all, I love the Hardy compound idea. Um, they were also uh, doing some stuff in QT Marshall, QT Marshall's gym in Georgia. Um, I like it. I like the idea. I think that's how you do it. Uh, you. It's funny because they have, they have that. Uh, what is it, Darby Place? Um, they have the Hardy compound now, and they have uh, QT Marshall's. Jim. So, so AEW has the benefit of literally staying in compliance. Um, but AEW would, based on that information that I read, uh, that AEW would be considered an essential business, um, because they're in Florida as well. Um, but if they, you know, if, if it was an issue, you know, as far as 10 people and if it's still, you know, 10 people and things like that, if there still are restrictions, um, you know, look, you've got three options. Uh, Daly's place, thank you. Yeah, Daly's place. Um, 
Yeah, that's great, man. So you re you really can do a WrestleMania two uh, type of deal with three locations, and that would be a really cool feel to it if 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 three locations were live, and they did it that way, and they can have multiple people in each location. I think that would bring a really cool feel to AEW if they did that. Uh, Hardy Compound, uh, Daly's Place, and um, and QT Marshall's gym. Uh, so I think that would be. That would be pretty cool. I'll be interested in seeing something like that. Uh, my boy, uh, let's see. Next, XFL files bankruptcy. So, you know, here's the thing. Here's here's my take on this, guys. Um, this is not, uh, you know, people are blaming Vince for this. Uh, you know, this has nothing. This Vince shouldn't take the blame for this. I mean, people were liking the the XFL this year. People were into it. It had a lot better trend. You know, the, it, it was a, a much more popular than the first one was. The first one was trying to, you know, the whole XFL Extreme Football League. So they were trying to add way too much wrestling components. I personally, I liked the original XFL. I enjoyed it. Um, not everybody did, but I enjoyed it. This one uh, makes perfect sense too. It was literally a football league and people got into it. Um, and it was at a, it was at a good spot, you know, and uh, it, it's unfortunate, you know, it has to file bankruptcy. Uh, and they ceased, you know, ESPN re report, they ceased uh, the 2021 season, fouling bankruptcy. They only played a handful of games uh, before they had to close because of COVID-19. So sad, sad. I, you know, it's, it's really sad because it seemed like they had some type of promise. And here's the saddest part of it. You had to fire all of those people like you had a fire just a gang full of personnel and all of the football players who was making their living competing for the XFL you had coaches you had media i mean you had production team and you had all of the all of the players all of them are jobless, essentially. So you have all the coaches, you know, needing to find a job again. You have all the players, you know, they, they may go overseas to try to find a job as a football player. You know, they probably won't go to the NFL. NFL. Um, you know, people like Cardell Jones, you know, he, he, he didn't do too well in the NFL. And going to XFL was perfect for him. And, but it's sad because, you know, we're going to try to get a job at the arena league. Um, it's, you know, it, 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 it makes it very, very tough right now for someone in sports to try to find a job. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're getting paid millions of dollars and they're getting paid a bunch of money, you know, as, as pro football players and pro sports players, but, People from XFL, you're not really getting a, a ton of money, and you never really did, you know, in the NFL because a lot of people from the XFL are either 
NFL players who were good but weren't great. Um, or um, people who came up and really didn't do well in tryouts or knew that they had a better shot in the uh, XFL and decided to go there. Yes, they, you know, now the Canadian Football League is still an option, of course. Um, but when I interviewed He Hate Me, Rod Smart, he was saying that he preferred the launch, the relaunch of the XFL because essentially during home games, his family had to tra- uh, had to travel all the way to Canada um, for that. Now, essentially, you do that with the, with the NBA because you have the Grizzlies and the uh, uh, and the Raptors. So, but at the same time, uh, he thought that it was inconvenient, you know, for people to travel to to Canada for that. So, very interesting stuff. Very, very, uh, very interesting stuff. But well, Chris is in Memphis now. He used to be in Great Vancouver, but it's in Memphis now. But you still have Toronto, though the Raptors. Um, so yeah, it's uh, really interesting stuff, and it, and it makes sense that. That that uh, the Grizzlies are in Memphis now. It's been in Memphis uh, for a few years now. Let me let me check and see how long it's been in Memphis now. Um, let me check and see. I think it was like two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. So they were in Vancouver from ninety five to two thousand one in Memphis. Nineteen years now. Why has it hasn't seemed that long? It hasn't seemed like nineteen years they've been in uh, Memphis. But yeah, they've been in Memphis for nineteen years. Um. Uh, Evan just uh, uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, uh, you're missing all those people, uh, or or jobless essentially, which is very sad. All right. Uh, I mean, Raw and SmackDown. I mean, I talked about Raw. Uh, SmackDown. Why? Why you? Why in the world do they bring the Forgotten Sons up? To me, that was a bad. That was a terrible decision. Why are they? Why are they bringing up people from XF, uh, XFL, from, from NXT? Why are they bringing people up from NXT that weren't even, like, top NXT people? Now, they brought up Elias from NXT before he got world champion status. And it worked for him in the beginning. But now he's still back in that kind of mid-card spot. And he has been for a while, actually, in the mid-card spot, even when he was a heel. So that's the thing. I think NXT should really be a launch pad, and it should really give – it should really be a sense of doing well in NXT and going to Raw or SmackDown because you got a bunch of momentum. If you – like, you're bringing people like Austin Theory – I, I like Angel Garza. Angel Garza is a super nice dude. I interviewed him in uh, New Orleans two years ago. Super duper nice guy. But I think he would have fared better staying in NXT. Um, Austin Theory, 
great look, great gimmick. Um, but again, not ready, you know, for the main roster, Raw or SmackDown. Forgotten Sons, I mean, what? I mean, what a weird call up. I mean, yeah. I mean, I interviewed Chad Lell um, before my show. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he got a chance to get a, a, a main roster call up. But still, man, I mean, um, it makes no sense to me. Why, 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 why would you, why would you bring them up? And they haven't really been established in the NXT. I mean, they usually came out on the losing end in NXT matches. It doesn't make sense at all. Uh, they're using them as a show filler. Uh, yeah, but don't plug them to be. I mean, first of all, they're not. They're not using the Forgotten Sons as a show filler because they beat the Lucha House Party. So obviously, they're trying to do something with them, which is super duper weird. Uh, <laughs> we all forgot about the forgotten sons. Yeah. Um, ah, the ramen noodle comment from uh, Kira Tozawa, huh? Um, it was offensive to many. It was offensive to many. And if it's offensive to Akira Tozawa, that's what matters the most. Mount Rushmore of guests on my show. Um, that is a really good question, Elvis. Um, that's a really good question. So the top four, right? Mount Rushmore is four people. Um, four people. Uh Hmm. Hmm. See, there's there's a Mount Rushmore of like the biggest guests I've had, and there's a Mount Rushmore of my favorite guests. I'll do both of them. I'll do the biggest guests I've had. Mount Rushmore has been Goldberg, Booker T, um, Jake Roberts, and Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. Goldberg, Jake Roberts, Ricky Steamboat, Booker T. Yeah. Four WWE Hall of Famers. So, yeah, I would say that's my Mount Rushmore of guests I've had. My favorite guest is Black Bart, Ken Anderson. Mm. Ice train is coming up there. I think I'll give him audible mention. Um, Black Bart, Ken Anderson. Um, mm, probably Sean. Yeah, because he's been on. The, he's been a lot too. JTG. Oh man, that's tough. 
as far as my favorite guests, interviews that I've really enjoyed the most. I, I really have to look at my list of interviews because there's some, like Greg Gagne, for, for instance, like we can just talk back and forth for, for hours, you know, like he was fantastic. Bear Horowitz was fantastic. Uh, I'll be having his interview up uh, soon. Um, man, I, I, you know, if I had, I mean, I, I guess I'll pick the four who's been on the most. Um, Marty Elias, Ken Anderson, Sean Davari, Lance Archer. But I've interviewed JTG five times, but he's been on the show four. I interviewed him once doing the ACH stuff, and he just came, uh, he came on as a, um, as a guest on a Monday night. Because uh, we wanted to, it was kind of like a breaking news type of thing. So, with that being said, most frequent guests: Marty Elias, Ken Anderson, um, Black Bart, and JTG. That would be the four as far as frequency. Um, good question. All right, y'all. Let's let's get into the flavor of the week. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy Nick Patrick too. You would like, you would like for me to uh, have a macho man duel with Jay Lethal, yeah. Uh, how did Jay Lethal on the show before? Uh Lonzo, do you want to see him punk in return? If so, who would you like to see him have a match first? I don't care, honestly. I'm not really. Everybody knows I'm not a, I'm not a uh, CM Punk guy. Um, but I think him and Seth Rollins would kill it, though. I think they would do. Um, they would have a pretty good uh, WrestleMania match. Um, current WWE superstar, you have an interview, but yet would want to. Speaking of that, I've, I've interviewed Drew McIntyre too. So, ooh, yeah, I'll keep the Hall of Famers up there, but. Uh, current who are current WWE that's uh haven't interviewed but would want to. Um, uh, Marissa Evan is uh, he just messaged me, he fell asleep, <laughs> he overslept, so uh, he'll be back on the show. Uh, next week, most likely. Uh, yeah, you just messaged me about 10 minutes ago. Um, um, uh, see, I'm not like super. <sighs> Let's go. Because I'm thinking like among my Roman Reigns. All right, there we go. Roman Reigns. I'm thinking among my favorites. Uh, Keith Lee is among my favorite. I've interviewed him. Uh, I would like to, I would like to interview the New Day too. There you go. New Day too. Yeah. Um, yeah. New Day and Roman Reigns. Uh, 
No, I mean, Braun, sure. I mean, I, I wouldn't be excited to interview Braun. Uh, like, I, I mean, I would love to interview Braun Strowman for sure. Daniel Bryan, I'm seeing all these names, absolutely. But I didn't think about, I'm, I'm not thinking about them like, oh, I really want to. I mean, I'd be so blessed and honored to interview all of I'm seeing Leo Rush, my man. Uh, Leo Rush and I have actually uh, contacted back and forth. Uh, there was some interest there, but he was jumping back into WWE. So, um, Bobby Lashley, I met him actually. I met him in Orlando. Nice guy. Um, Alistair Black, that would be interesting because uh, we will be talking about faith most of the time because. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm a very unapologetic Christian, and uh, that would be an interesting conversation. Uh, does Taker count as current? Uh, I suppose, yeah, I would love to interview The Undertaker. I see Corbin, yeah, sure. I mean, again, like, I wouldn't say no to like if any of these interviews were offered to me, I wouldn't say no, but again, I'm not like, oh, I'm oozing to in- want to interview. Baron Corbin or Daniel Bryan, even or the Miz, Rusev. Like, I'm seeing all these names, but I, I would love to absolutely. I would love to interview all of them. Um, uh, but still, it wasn't you know, it, w- it wouldn't be. I, I would do, I would do photo shoots with them, like, I would kill it with the photo shoots. I would, I would love to do photo shoots with all of them. Um, that would be fun. Someone like a Bobby Lashley, Daniel Bryan. I would definitely love to do photo shoots with them. Uh, PMP highlights uh, episode. Uh, go a little bit more into that, Mike, as far as that. I think that's a cool. It sounds cool. Um, go in a little bit more detail. We might we may make that happen. Have I interviewed former divas? I've interviewed um, uh, current. I've interviewed Chelsea Green. I've interviewed um, um, Brandy Rhodes. Uh, I've interviewed uh, um, who else have I interviewed? Have I interviewed? Oh, good. I've interviewed uh, Angelina Love. I've interviewed. Um, Katie Lee Burchill. Uh, I've interviewed. Yeah, those those are the ones I can think of right now. Um, I may be missing some, but yeah, those are the ones I can think of right now. Yep. Um, all right. Jump into flavor of the week. Um, all right, y'all ready? Uh, just a short conversation of uh, something that's going to be fun. So let's jump into it. Flavor of the Week. Here we go. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. Um, um, big shout out, man. Ice Train just uh, texted me. Um, 
cool dude, man. Super cool dude. Shout out to Ice Train. I'm going to put him over live, man. He was That was good stuff. Appreciate the hookup between uh, with with Eric Williams. Man. That was pretty cool. Okay. Ah, now this. Now this. Now this. <laughs> I would be interested in. Um, but yeah, if y'all if y'all didn't hear what I said, I got DDP on the show next week. Um, and working on some working on some big names, y'all, like some some huge names, some like bucket list names. So uh so sit tight and buckle up and pmp nation y'all know how it is every week we're gonna have fun anyways buckle up sit tight uh pmp is going to greater heights um and all right so split screen split screen with russo and cornet now i would be interested in that i've had a russo bro on the show like twice i think um Never had Cornette on the show because I don't know if he'd I'd, – I'd, I'd like to have Cornette on the show. I don't know if he honored my PG. And so, you know, it's totally PG on my show. So um, I would say PG, and I would, I would you know, I, I, I got to stick to my guns. You know what I mean? Uh, Christ before everything. So, listen, if they start flipping and flapping and cussing at each other, I would have to do a hard close. Uh, on the interview, I would be interested in bringing them up. I would be interested in getting. <laughs> I would be interested in and 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 putting them on a split screen interview. I definitely would be interested in that. But if they start f- flying the bombs, I'm gonna have to uh, do a hard close on it. Sound bites for previous guests over the years, never before heard stories only on PMP. I love it. It just takes so much time. If you want to do it for me, if you go to my archive of Blog Talk Radio or uh, Player FM, go to my archives. That just that takes way more time than I have right now. All right, uh, all right. So, what are y'all favorite fa- of the week? Uh, real quick, guy. What is y'all? What are y'all favorite '90s WCW theme songs? Favorite '90s WCW theme songs. Are y'all, are y'all feel that in. Uh, Alonzo's asking, How do you get guests each week? Do you reach out to the agents and get their permission? What's the process? I'm not going to tell you all of the process, uh, but I will say this um, connections, connections is key. Connections is key, and building a resume is huge. Like, I've talked to I talked to a lot of the guests beforehand, um, and they Podcasts are a dime a dozen nowadays, so they're really looking for um, they're really looking for guests, or they're really looking for podcasts that has some reputation to it. Because there's so many podcasts nowadays. When I first started a podcast podcast business eight years ago, the number of podcasts were not nearly as big as it was nowadays. Now there's a podcast on every corner. And um, so over the past eight years, I've maintained relationships, I've built relationships, and people trust me. I mean, simple as that, man. Simple as that. Uh, People trust me. And people trust me with the relationships that I've built uh, to give me big names. 
Um, and a lot of times I just, I just give them my resume. I, I you know, I was, I, I freelance in sports, uh, illustrated. I freelance at, uh, Fox sports. I freelance still do freelance, a digital spy. I was a feature columnist for three and a half years, almost at uh, bleach report. So I have a pretty loaded resume. So I, I send them my resume and people are interested. So that works. There you go. Um, my man, my man, Mike. It's all about building reputation for the show. Chris has a great track record, PNP and wrestlers talk. So if they enjoy the show, word of mouth. Perfect. Absolutely. Right here is incredibly 100% accurate. 100% accurate. I couldn't say it any better. Very well said, Mike. Um, yep. 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 People talk. Wrestlers talk to other wrestlers. And, you know, I've heard, I've heard like, uh, <laughs> kind of like a telephone back to me that people have heard about my show. And the first time I've talked to them and I'll reach out and I'm like, and they'll be like, yeah, I've heard of P- pancakes, power slams. And I'm like, Oh, okay, <laughs> great. Uh, so, you know, that's, it's, it's fantastic, you know? And then, um, you know, I'll, I'll text people from WWE, uh, that remember me and they'll lose their, they'll lose my number. And then I'll say Chris Featherstone from pancakes and power slams. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, what's up? You know, so it's it's all about reputation. That's why I still, to this day, I uh, have uh, close contact with um, with WWE guys uh, because of that. So, all right, let's see. Original NWO theme. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, indeed, for sure. Um, Sting's Crow was awesome. Absolutely, it was awesome. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that was crap. What's that? I love country music. <laughs> oh, there's only one thing that I hate because it's a bunch of crap. Uh, that was funny. That was, that gimmick was terrible, but that that uh, theme song was funny. Uh, of course, flares is a flares is a it's a gem for sure. Now WCW WCW theme song. So Austin's theme song would be the Hollywood Blondes. With uh, with Brian Pillman, um, I could do this each every week for producing TV is full time, so I live through Chris, I live through Chris and Evan. <laughs> nice, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, uh, Robbie. Disco Inferno had a good ring. Entry music guy couldn't wrestle on a pepper pack, but he was good. Disco Fever. Yeah, yeah. They would do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bischoff. Uh, so his was the, the dun, 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 dun. Uh, so I'm back was WWE. 2000s, but the dun, 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 dun. Um, Billy Kidman. It Billy Kidman's music was weird, like dun, 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 but it just se- it seemed like it was muffled for some reason. Um, 
Freebirds, classic, Macho Man, of course. So his his theme his WCW theme music was um was a bit odd. We're gonna talk about more about this next week too. I, I'm, I'm interested in this. Oh, I loved Alex Wright's theme. I loved Alex Wright's theme music. Brian uh uh, uh Brad uh, Armstrong I was a big fan of his music too. So all right, fellas and ladies. Matter of fact, come on, Marissa. You need to bring some more ladies. Lexi's uh, Lexi usually on here. Lexi has been like posting ghosts and though, like she'll post and ghosts. She'll come out. She'll come up at the beginning. Hey, Chris. Uh, and then uh, I won't hear. I won't see any interaction for the rest of the time. So <laughs> somebody tell Lexi to quit posting and ghosting. Uh, she usually has the uh, wonderful uh, questions. Some of the best questions among the best questions. Um, so yeah, somebody tell Lexi quit posting ghosting. Uh, Marissa needs her tag team partner. I hope you're not turning heel again, Lexi. And y'all need to bring more females on the live chat. Marissa's all by herself. Marissa and Lexi are the females of the PNP Nation. They need more support. So females, uh, as much and as many people as I see watch this show each week. Uh, thousands of people literally watch this show every single week. Um, there's got to be one more female other than Lexi and Marissa who are willing to interact on the show. So, yeah. Uh, all right, y'all. Fantastic. Oh, yes, I loved Chris Jericho's uh, theme music. <laughs> Uh, yes, Marissa. Yes, we need more females on the PNP Nation live. All right, y'all. It's been a pleasure. Uh, for uh, PNP Nation, always, always, always so much fun. I knew we were gonna have a great show. I said in the beginning, and, and it definitely was true. So, 420, ladies and gentlemen, episode 420 of the books on uh, uh, behalf of. The PNP Nation, everybody watching. I am Chris Featherstone. Enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I do it for you. Have a good night, everybody. God bless. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.